You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. The word that Deb gave, I didn't know she was going to be here this morning. She's been on vacation with her husband 50 years. Congratulations, anniversary. You know, that's what we go for. That's what we hope for. And that's what we believe in. But she's been gone. And I think God just messes with you. He, Because <laughs> I hadn't talked to her. And she starts talking about the open door. And I'm going to talk about the open door. And Jean was talking about the open door. And so, apparently there's an open door. <laughs> apparently. You know, it's the season of the open door. That's right. And it's interesting as we talk about this, you know, sometimes it's hard for our minds to push past where we are and where we've been in order for to step over where God has for us. And uh, it's time to close the door on the past in order to move us in. And uh, I listened to a message by Chris Valentin the other day and just about everything I preached last Sunday and everything I'm going to preach this Sunday, he covered in it too. So I feel like there's confirming through other prophets, you know, what Deb said, what Pastor Gene said, what Matt said um, uh, about rest and being in rest. But God is wanting us to forget what is behind us, like Paul said, and press on to the prize that Christ has for us. And sometimes we get so busy uh, visiting the past that we're not able to fully embrace the future because we're trying to take even the good things of the past into the future. Where You know, how many times have you heard somebody say, oh, I wish I was 20 again. Well, some of you may just be 20. I don't know. But I wish I was, you know, when I was in high school, when I was here, when I worked here, when I was this, we're so busy trying to reactivate a season instead of growing from that into the new season that God has set before us. So we have got to close the door. It doesn't mean we forget and erase we, we don't erase our minds. We're not computers that can be erased. But what it means is that our past does not hold us from our future. Our past wishing we were 20 pounds thinner or we lived in a bigger house like we used to or whatever it is, you know, our first world problems, you know, we cannot hold on to those. We've got to shut the door, slam the door shut, lock it so that we can move forward into what God has for us. And it's hard. We've gone through hard times. All of us have. We've gone through joyous times. And sometimes when we're going through a hard time, we try to live in a joyous time that was 10 years ago. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. And he's the one that during the hard times will give us the joy that we need in order to get to this time. And that is not even what I'm going to preach on this morning. <laughs> but it's true. You know, we, that, that 
we tend to hold on to things that have no value. Things that, that should elevate us or help us learn whether good things or bad. Elevate us or help us learn instead of dragging us down and being stuck in quicksand. So I believe the word of the Lord for this year is to not only go through the open door, step into the open door. I love that DNA code. I, that was so powerful and timely for this morning and for the future of where we're going. We have to get ready for today. And God will work on tomorrow. Just like the word that the Lord gave our board is that we follow the cloud. You know, we, we move as he moves. And whether we want to move ahead of him is not really the question. The question is, are we obedient to him and the move that he has for us? And that really is a question for us. I want to read a scripture out of Deuteronomy 30, 5 through 6. I think that's up. Maybe. I'm just going to start reading. Y'all can catch up. It says, then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. He will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, that you might live. The only way we live is our life is through him. It is through the love that we have for him. And, you know, when we're new in it, it's just like when we're newly fallen in love. We're learning to love. And as we mature in seeking after God and reading his word and spending time with him, our love grows deeper. Our love becomes more natural because we're not trying to love God. We're getting to know God so we Love him out of who he is. It is a training. And as we love him, there is more that he will reveal to us. But uh, the word says that God is bringing us into a land to possess. And we talked about that two weeks ago, that we are supposed to occupy the land. And that uh, he will prosper us and multiply us more than our fathers. And that the Lord God will circumcise our hearts. When it says more than your fathers, we are talking from generation to generation to generation to generation. With every generation, we should be living off of the shoulders of the generation previous to us. And we should be raising up the next generation to be able to live off of ours. So it, it is a continual progression of increase, of expansion, of occupation that we're supposed to live in. We're supposed to live in that. And Pastor Gene released a word last week. Like I said, go back and listen. There are so many prophetic words on the Gathering website, and it'll say prophetic word. It will identify it. But he, he uh, shared a word uh, about wisdom and understanding being released in this season. And he said, he asked the Lord, why wasn't it released, you know, last year? And it's because this is the time. This is that river. He's talking about flooding us with wisdom and revelation. And I want to read the scripture he referred to. It's Matthew eleven twenty five. 25. 
And it says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, there we go. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. When he was talking about that, he was talking about us becoming childlike, that it is the heart that we have for the Lord. It's not about how much education. It's not about any of those things. It's about our childlikeness unto the Lord. And he reveals the secrets of his heart as we become childlike toward him. That awe and reverential fear of the Lord. That awe and wonder of a child. Uh, I was at my daughter's last night. We were helping her out. And um, I got to put my little granddaughter to sleep, uh, to bed, Stella. And, uh, you know, there is an awe and wonder that she has about her Cece. You know, she just does. I mean, she is childlike. She uh, made me listen to a song from Frozen where the mom sings to the two girls, Anna and what's her name, Elsa. And uh, she made me listen to the song. So I listened to the song. And then she says, now you sing it to me so I can go to sleep. I'm like... I'm like, I don't even know that song. But so I started to try to remember the words. She goes, that's not right. <laughs> it is the humbling of a three-year-old. But so I said, let me look up the lyrics and then that way I can sing it. Well, I don't know the tune. I, I don't even know how it really goes. But you know what? She didn't care. It was that childlike, Cece's laying in bed with me and she's going to sing the song that's going to put me to sleep in her arms. That's what God is backing us to, that we have that childlike, God, you know, we think you need to perform all these things for us, but all you need is for us to have that childlike wonder and fear and, and, and heart for you that when we pull close to you, the wisdom, the revelation, everything we need is there without striving, without struggle, because God is with us. And because we have given our heart, our soul, and our mind over to him. And even though we don't really understand the fullness of what that means, every day as we go with him, there is an unearthing of that. There is a revealing of that. There are these surprises he's doing. And you're like, wow, I didn't expect, I didn't know. But look what you've done. Just the miracle of who you are in our lives. Uh, so I believe, and I'm going to, out of 1 Corinthians 16, I'm just going to read some scriptures. We're going to talk a little. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, it says, A great and effective door has been opened for us. This is the time where a great and effective door has been opened for us, even though there are many adversaries. Though we acknowledge the adversaries, they aren't opening the door for us. God has opened the door. He's opened the door for us to be at Hopeville, to pray over people who are coming to get uh, food. You know, that's what they're doing. They're coming to get their food for the week. And they're looking for encouragement and prayer and agreement and breakthrough and being able to provide the heart of God for them while they're there grocery shopping, right? And, and uh, Pinellas Hope, you know, it's just... It's just God is pouring out his heart for his people. That effective door has been opened for us for human trafficking. Even the small bit we're just starting to do. God has opened doors that we didn't even know were available. 
a month ago, before we got that word, we had no idea. And then there was a suddenly because the door was open. And we all said, yes. We began to pray. We began to seek. We began to say, God, what is it you want? And he's like, well, let's try this. And let me connect you with here. And let's do this. So think about this. There are things happening all around us that we might even credit the enemy because a door closed. But was that door closing really the enemy or was God shutting that door so he could open the other door for you? You know, if I can't walk through both those doors at the same time. There is, there's, there's something in my way, like the wall in my body. And unless there's going to be some supernatural through the door, you know, God is saying, I've closed that back door so that you can walk through the open door. So don't tell me the enemy has closed that door for me because I've closed it. Don't give credit to the enemy where I am moving in your life, trying to move you forward. It's going to be a fun year. And I know that there are, there are challenges ahead of us. But I know that God is greater than any challenge ahead of us. And I know that he has a solution for every challenge that faces us. And what he's looking for really is our surrender to his plan. And it is hard sometimes. Sometimes we like to wrestle. Jacob wrestled. We like to wrestle. But that wrestle may leave us with a limp because we haven't surrendered and submitted to what God has for us. But God is opening the door through the spiritual realm and through the natural realm. So there is an open door. We have cried out for more of God, haven't we? We've all sat here. We've prayed it. We've declared it. We, we've gone to our houses. We've asked the Lord. And God is answering our cry for more. We've come, we've worshiped, we're like, whatever you want to do, that's what we're going to do. He's like, your heart of surrender has brought in the more that I have. When we surrender, it opens up the floodgates of heaven for us. So God has opened up this door for us. And he's opened it up in a supernatural realm, in the spiritual realm. Because he wants to give us wisdom revelation, understanding, go back and read Isaiah 11, understanding counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. He wants to increase that within us. He wants us to be able to see things. Uh, Deb talked about um, the rooms of body parts. I have actually seen that in the heavenly realm. I have been there. We even released new body parts over people that worked and, and they were able to do things. One lady had uh, a lung issue. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was since she was a child and had trouble breathing, has asthmatic. And we I pulled down lungs from heaven. And they, and she has not had that problem. It's probably been six or seven years. So, there are things accessible that God is saying, here, take it. Here, take it. Here, take it. I'm open up the realm of the supernatural to you, the spiritual realm. And it doesn't mean it wasn't open to us because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't open. There is just a greater outpouring. There's a greater flood. And what happens is as that spiritual realm is opened up to us, it affects the natural realm around us. 
because I have wisdom and revelation. I have solutions. I have body parts. I have healing. And we're going to contend for those things until we get the full breakthrough of them. Um, since September 1st, I have had dreams every night, multiple dreams except for two. I've, I, I only had one dream those two nights. And um, so I've had 16 dreams since September 1st. I know. It's never happened to me before. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, wow. Because every day you think, oh, those are great dreams. Oh, those are great dreams. Oh, those are great dreams. But they just keep coming. And I believe that is a sign for us to go after the spiritual realm of God. And even though I cannot interpret all those dreams, uh, Deb sent me some thoughts on some of them. I don't have the full understanding. But what I understand is that God is speaking to me. It's the glory of God to hide a thing. It's the, uh, what's the rest of that? Yes, it's the glory of kings to search a matter out. God has given those to me to seek him and seek those out. And some of them are personal revelation, which I'm aware of. Some of them are corporates. When things happen in my life, and I have breakthrough or I have a word about it, that means that it's going to happen in your life and you're going to have breakthrough and you're going to take that word too. Because we know that when one person, two people, a body has a breakthrough, then everybody else gets to go through and ride that wave, right? So uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of the breakthroughs I believe we're going to have. Um, but one of them is this realm in, in the spirit that is going to be seamless. And you may say, I don't dream. Well, God speaks in a lot of different ways. We know we've talked about this. He speaks through smells. He speaks through dreams. He speaks through an internal knowing. He speaks through signs that you see and you're like, oh yeah. In fact, I, I read a scripture out of, it'll come back to me. It's in second uh, Samuel, but it talks about when the enemy was coming against a town, the woman went up to uh, David's army and said, uh, don't invade this town. What do you want? And they said, we want the head. And so what happened? She said, hang on. She got the town together and they took the head of the enemy. I feel like that is one of the words for us that, that when we realize that there's an enemy that has infiltrated our area, it is our call to cut the head of the enemy off and throw it over the wall as a sacrifice that he will not penetrate our arena anymore, our, our region anymore. So I believe that there is a warfare that's going to happen that is not a warfare like we used to know. It's a warfare of word and presence. That as we release the word over what's going on, the presence of God will make that word active against the warfare that's coming against us. And even as Deb referred to that uh, scripture out of 2 Samuel 6, where David had the war of the Philistines against him because he was getting promoted. When you get promoted, the enemy is going to try to dissuade you. And the Lord told him, you look, you listen, you hear the sound of the army in the mulberry bushes. So we may not see everything. We might just hear what the Lord's going to do. We might just know what the Lord's going to do. But what I do believe is the spiritual warfare of last year is not going to look like anything like this year. 
And we have to press into what God has and not get into a fleshly war or war of words or religious spirit trying to take down a demonic force. So I would encourage you, do not war on your social media account. Release the word because the presence will follow his word. So uh, I believe that that's going to be one thing that we're going to see. We're going to see great victory that we didn't even think we deserved. But God is doing it. You know, even where we thought we made a mistake and and there was a stumble, God is going to raise up and make that a victory for us. Because he's positioned us to be where we need to be. The other thing I had really felt like from my dream was that uh, there is an acceleration of our lives. That, um, that God is speeding things up for us. And if you go back to July 2nd, there are two prophetic words on there very similar to that about the acceleration, about how God is taking the lid off, how God's pouring it out, how God is not doing... God is doing divine interruptions. They aren't demonic distractions. Pastor Gene shared that word with us. So we have to understand that we need to see who's operating on our behalf. We need to connect with the Lord who has a plan in this hour to accelerate us from where we were to where he's going to take us. Uh, I believe we're going to be moving uh, into a place of expansion for our families, for our workplaces, even for our neighborhoods. There's going to be a place of expansion and extension. And promotions are going to come. And I think uh, specifically people in jobs, uh, there's going to be promotions for you. That, that There's going to be a sudden recognition from all the hard work that you've put in, from your faithfulness of being like Hezekiah and having your face like Flint to the wall, just working and regardless of the of the um, opposition against you or even the uneasiness of even working in that place. God wants you to be the Joseph there and be faithful to it and let him promote you to that next level. So I believe there's many promotions come. And uh, one of the dreams I had was uh, about financial abundance with no strings attached. And I believe, I believe that that is a corporate word for all of us, that there's going to be financial abundance without strings attached. And in the dream, I had someone that offered us $5 million with strings attached and someone who offered us $5 million with no strings and even more if we wanted it. And so we took the $5 million with no strings attached, but they offered more. So there was always more, even though an abundance has come in. So I, I believe that there is a financial shifting too. And we can talk about the economy. We can talk about the interest rates. We can talk about all of that that are a earthly reality. It is a reality we live in. But what I want to talk about is the God who's the provider of all things. And he can have an interest rate of 6.5 or 7.2. That is of no significance to him. Because if he wants to position you into something, then he will take care of the provision to get you there. So that's the reason I prayed about the houses earlier. And I know I've had testimonies about cars being bought at lower interest rates. I know I've had testimonies about, you know, sudden income influxes. So understand that we want to align with the financial provision that God has for us 
that doesn't have the strings attached that the world would try to give us. Okay? So I believe that that's part of it too. And the other part of it that has really spoke to me is about the generations. And that really is just so on my heart. It's always been on my heart because I have kids. I have grandkids. I have two great grandkids now. I mean, three, I don't know. See, that gets to be a multitude. I have a multitude. But uh, the generations are so important right now for us to really pray over, pray into, even if they haven't been born yet, to really war for. And I say war by, you know, my favorite scripture is Isaiah 59, 21. You know, if, if I follow God and I obey him and I do his word, then my children's children's children will come up underneath that. And I declare that over my family all the time. And one of the things that Chris Valentin shared uh, that really had struck my heart, and you can go back and listen to it. I think it was last week's sermon. But anyhow, uh, he shared about going to Oxford and how an architect built, drew out one of the buildings 300 and something years ago. And it took them hundreds of years to complete it. But they didn't worry about when the architect did it, completing it all in a year or two years or funding it all in a year or two years. They knew that that was the design that God had given them. And they trusted the generations to come along behind them that are able to fulfill and complete the vision that God has given us. And so I want to encourage us that maybe what it looks like is not going to be completed this year or next year or even in 10 years. But we trust what God has given us that we will continue to be faithful and pour into the area he's given us, knowing that we are sowing into the generations to come for the finished work. So I just want to encourage us in that. Chuck and I went to Spain a couple of years ago and we saw the, uh, um, the church that was, uh, what's it called? Familia, uh, the it's a it's a it's the church in Spain, and it the the beginnings of it started in the 1800s, and the architect built little models of what each room was supposed to look like. I mean, it is when you go in there. I don't, you know, people say, "Oh, God's left the church." God didn't left the church. God is in the heart of His people, and when we go in there, it, we encounter God in that church. I mean, just the wonder and the beauty and the, ah, uh, if you ever get to go, you, you've got to go there. Because some of the things that they designed back in the 1800s was truly a supernatural inspiration of God. One room had trees all in it, but the way that they did it had these lights where it was just like, it was just like the glory of God displayed in it when you went through it. And it's huge. It's enormous. And they have the virgin birth. They tell the, the, the story of the Bible on the outside in different. You Google it. You can Google it. It's really awesome. But they didn't just plop on an extra room here or an extra room there. It was they're continuing to fulfill the vision that God gave them in the 1800s. So know that the vision that God's given us in 2023 or 1999, whenever it was, the continuation of that, even the completion in our day will be the, will be the overflow to the generations to come. So we know that there is an open door and this open door is going to be 
a, a uh, I don't even know what the right word is, but it's almost like, um, yeah, I'm, I can see it, but it's almost like uh, a bridge for the generation that won't live in this era. What we do here will make a difference in 2050 and 2090 because we've been faithful and we've stewarded that open door well. Amen. Okay, I'm just going to end with one scripture. And uh, it's, uh, uh, what is it? It's Proverbs 13, 22. And I appreciate y'all enduring the warmth. It's not too bad. Yeah. As people fan themselves. Uh, Proverbs 13, 22. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And that's what we want to do. We want to leave not only physical inheritance that they can step in, spiritual inheritance. We want to leave a legacy of God on our lives for them to inherit and to move into their lives. We want our children and our children's children and our children's children to look back and say, there was a grandmother, there was a grandfather, there was an aunt, there was an uncle. There was someone who prayed me to where I am now. Who, who obeyed God, who followed him, who believed his word, who stewarded the prophetic in order for me to be in the advanced state that I'm in now. There was someone 100, 200 years ago, you know, uh, that Stella will tell her children's children that Cece laid in bed with me, hey, you know, <laughs> and it was the odd wonder. And I realized I can transfer that to this encounter with God that made me understand the sacrifice that he has done for us, the awe and the wonder, that, that reverential fear of the Lord. Oh, our family is blessed. And our family to come is blessed because of who we are and what we've done. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's stand and pray. And uh, we're going to open up a prayer line this morning. If anybody wants prayer this morning, uh, we're going to open up a prayer line. Yeah, I forgot to tell you, but, you know. God says we're opening up the door for prayer, right? And if he says, we do, right? So, Father, we just thank you that there is an open door. And I just impart a revelation of open door into everyone who hears this word, who, hear, who heard the prophetic words released this morning. God, I just stir up hope. I stir up the promises that you've made. And, Lord, if there's any closed doors that need to occur, bring it to us. Holy Spirit, you're the one who brings that revelation to us. We're going to close the door on the past. We're going to close the door on every religious, personal offense. We're going to close the door on every lure to draw us back. And we're going to forget what's behind us, like Paul says. And we're going to press on to receive the prize that Christ Jesus has prepared for us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.